saints good morning who name we go call on this morning the name of the lord hallelujah good morning once again zion hill and family in this month of november thanksgiving month this year of recovery hallelujah how many of you all experiencing recovery this year the pastor decreed and declared it this year to be a year of recovery Glory, hallelujah. It's now time for tithes and offerings. How many of y'all happy about that? How many of y'all happy about tithes and offerings? Glory! This is where we get a chance to give back, give back to God what is rightfully his. Did we hear that? This is rightfully his. Hallelujah. Let me share a scripture with you all. Malachi chapter 3, verses 10. And it reads, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me, and prove now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pull you, you, you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Ushers, you can may come forward. Lord God, we thank you for the chance, this time, and this opportunity, Lord God, to give you back what is rightfully yours, Lord God. Oh, Father God, your words that you give us strength to get wealth. You give us power and health to get wealth. And Father God, we thank you for it. Father God, we thank you for Zion Hill, Father God. There's a good place, Father God, to sow seeds, Father God. We thank you for our youth building and everything that's being used for the, with these funds, Father God, going forward. Lord God, continue blessing your children and your people with the blessings that you see they stand in need of, Lord God. Oh, Lord God, we are grateful that you have allowed our lives to roll on a little while longer. So whatever you're doing this day and this season, Father God, we ask that you don't do it without us. And if you can use anything, if you can use anybody, use us, make us, mold us, purge us, prune us, create us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Help us to be more like you. Give us that hunger and that thirst after holiness, after righteousness. Lord God, in the name of Jesus, we pray and ask. Amen. Thank you for our children, Lord God. Thank you. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord, saints. We got a real simple song that we want to teach you real quick. 
Um, the name of the song is Lord You're Worthy. All the song says is this. Repeat after me. Lord, you're worthy. And we give you the praise. Lord, you're worthy. And we give you the praise. Always making a way. And we give you the praise. Lord, you're worthy. And we give you the praise. Real simple. Everybody stand up on your feet. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you our clap for this song. Every time I say, Drew, give me a phone and a hi-hat. Every time I say, everybody clap your hands, this is the clap you're going to do. It's going to be like this. Everybody clap your hands. Clap, 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 clap. Clap, 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 clap. Clap, 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 clap. Clap, 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 clap. All right? Let's try it together. Let's try it together. One more time. One, two. Everybody clap your hands. Clap, 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 clap. I think y'all got it. Y'all got it. Let's go with it. Song is real simple.
Watch this. children being found in the Lord house on the Lord's day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the good part, you all, this is real. This is real. To be found in the Lord house one more time. Lord God, we thank you for it. It's now time to meet and to greet. Do we have any first time guests in the house? Can we please see your hand and acknowledge you? for taking out, making the time to be in the Lord's house and fellowshipping with us. All right, well, it looks like we all family. Well, let's stand up and say hey, say good morning to our neighbor and thank them for being in the Lord's house one more time. Hallelujah. Glory. Thank you.
Amen. I was just hanging out with a sister from North Carolina. That's a long way from home. So glad to have you in the house. How is everyone doing? Blessed? Amen. And highly faithful. We thank God for that. Please don't forget the homegoing of Mother Claxton will be December 2nd. So we ask that you continue to pray for the family and put that day on your calendar. Amen. We want to thank God for all of you that helped with our youth meeting this past Wednesday. It was a glorious time. Young people showed up and other people from other churches. What a blessing to be a part of what God is doing. We, we say thank you to all of our pastors and ministers. We appreciate you. Thank you for your ministry. We want you to please stand in reference to the word of God this morning. I just want to teach a little bit, and then we get to go home. And some of you, I'm sure you're going to go watch the New Orleans Saints. See, I'm nice. I give you free publicity. <laughs> but I say some of you. <laughs> the book is Ecclesiastes. Chapter 3. Verse number 1. Just want to look at one verse. And I want to increase your wisdom in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, worship team. We appreciate your ministry. Amen. And how about these young people? Amen. I got to steal that song. Yes, indeed. The book is Ecclesiastes. Chapter 3, verse number 1. The Bible simply says, To everything there is a season. Somebody says season. And there is a time to every purpose. Somebody say time. So, that's what we want to look at this morning. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we say good morning. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for being here this morning. We appreciate your presence. We appreciate your direction. We appreciate your guidance. 
thank you for the opportunity to study the word of God. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will help me to preach this gospel. I pray, oh God, for everyone that will be listening, that we would not just be hearers, but doers of your word. I lift up those who are here, those who are home, live streaming, those who are listening by radio, those who will be watching this on television or social media. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will have your way in our lives. I thank you for it. Help your servant to proclaim what thus says the Lord. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Times and Seasons of Our Life. There are times and seasons of our life. Ladies and gentlemen, in the passage I just read to your hearing, please take note of two key words. Number one, time. And number two, seasons. So the text says, everything that God created is made for time. Ladies and gentlemen, everything, not some things, everything that God has created has a purpose and has time. If you don't hear anything else, please grab hold of that. Ladies and gentlemen, time without purpose is life without meaning. Are you listening to me this morning? You need to know also that it's a dangerous thing to waste time in life. Notice that when everybody died, we talk about their lifetime. We always attach time to their life. There's a reason for that. Because you only have so much time to make things happen in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, every purpose has a time attached to it. So you have to discover your purpose and then you have to know you don't have forever to accomplish that purpose. Ladies and gentlemen, it means you are born to do something. That's your purpose. You are not just here by coincidence. Every human being, we are all citizens of heaven. This is not our home. 
but God send you and me here to achieve a purpose. But I'm saying to you, you don't have forever to do what God sent you here to do. So it means, ladies and gentlemen, time is created to fulfill a purpose. God created time. He doesn't live in it. He lives in eternity. But he created time for you and me to fulfill our assignment, our purpose on earth. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that too many people go through life, they don't even know their purpose. And then there are many who knows their purpose, but they don't manage the time to achieve that purpose. So time is everything. If you are a Bible scholar, you will notice in the Bible, Jesus cried only two times throughout the whole Bible. Did you know that? One time, he was there for the Lazarus home going. And he wept. That's right. He loved that man. So he wept. The second time, though, that he cried or wept was when he noticed that the people of Israel, they missed the time of their visitation. He literally wept because people were leaving, but they missed the time of God's visitation with them. Just think about it. If a woman gets pregnant, and then three months later, she's about to give birth, we will all be concerned about the time. Time is very important. That kind of birth is what we call premature. What we are saying is that it's not yet time. So you, as a child of God, you need to know your purpose, and then you need to know what time is it right now. So that you know how much time is left for you to complete your assignment. Are you still here? The same thing is true about seasons. God created seasons in our life. I happen to come from Africa originally. I'm now a U.S. citizen, you know. But... When I was growing up in Nigeria, we have only two seasons. We have dry season and wet season. It rains a lot, this. No. That's all we got, two seasons. 
Then when I came here to America, I was privileged to live in Arkansas. I did my postdoctoral work in a city called Fayetteville, Arkansas. And there they have four seasons. Not two, four. That intrigued me because I've always been fascinated by season. In Fayetteville, they have winter. Then they have spring. Then they have summer. And they have fall. Four different seasons. Ladies and gentlemen, so time manifest in seasons. Are you all with me this morning? So your life will be measured. Ladies and gentlemen, as you are looking at me this morning, your life, my life, our life will be measured. How? By the way you manage your time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to be measured by how long you lived. I know we always celebrate long life, but your life will not be measured by how long you lived. Instead, it's going to be measured by how effective you lived your life. That's what makes times very critical. See, for example, God is not impressed by your gray hair. <laughs> I'm just trying to let you know about your God. Instead, <laughs> he wants to know what did you do while it was falling out. So God look at things differently than we do. So there are some people that when they show up before God, God will look at them and say, well done. You're good. You're faithful. Whereas there are some people that live long life and say, next. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> what I'm trying to share with you is that there are four seasons in your life. There are four seasons in my life. There's morning time. All right? There is afternoon. There is evening, and there is nighttime. What time is it in your life right now? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I believe in my studies, I, I believe that the, the times and seasons of life is an increment of 25 years. Are you listening to me? 
So your morning time is from age one to 25. Your afternoon time will be age 21 to what? To 50. I'm trying to help you to know where you are. Your evening time will be from age 51 to 75. Can you all handle some truth this morning? And your night time will be from age 76 until the Lord call you home. So now you should know what time you are. Amen, somebody. You need to know your time. You need to know your season. Why is that important? Just think about it. You're not going to see anybody wearing bathing suit at winter time. Am I helping somebody? So there is time for everything. There is season for everything. So let's look at those time periods quickly. The reason why I'm talking about times and season is because I have children behind me that I'm trying to make a deposit in their lives. All right. They are now in their morning time. Are you all see here? I'll get to you. When we're talking about morning time, is a season of learning. It's a season of growing. So if you have any child, please, I'm begging you in the name of Jesus Christ, infest your time to make sure they learn at this morning time. Once you miss your time, Houston will got problems. Children, infest the first 25 years of your life to learn. Infest that time to grow. You need to learn in the things of God. Even things that will prosper your future. Just like we have banks where you do business with money, there are banks for the word of God. So your word bank must be full in your morning time. Your prayer bank must be full in your morning time. Are you all still here this morning? How did I know? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse number 1. See, I've been preaching to you this morning from the book of Ecclesiastes. You know what the Bible say in that scripture? It say, remember the Lord. Remember your creator when you are in the days of your youth. Your morning time. 
many people end up in jail because they miss their morning time. Can you handle the truth? Ladies and gentlemen, because if you don't remember the Lord, thy God, when you are young, the Bible says by the time you grow old, you will have no pleasure in it. Sound advice. I thank God for my mama. She dragged me to church. I didn't have no choice about it. Many of you, you come to church, you leave your children at home. You are wasting their morning time. Many of you will call me, Pastor, my child dropped out of school. I'm trying to show you the secret. This is a parenting class as much as I'm speaking to young people. If you don't help your, your children to manage their morning time, they will pay for it when the evening comes. And all you're getting, get understanding. The problem we're facing right now is that we have a generation of young people that they are passionate about seeking comfort in morning time. Morning time is not a time for comfort. It's not a time for fun. Save yourself the headache. You know how you run to the store, you want to buy them the nicest toy, you want to buy them Nike shoe and all those stupid stuff. Save your money. God is my witness. I never follow my wife or my children to any of those places. I make the in the morning time I focus on learning, training, preparing for your afternoon, your evening, and your night time. Are you all still here? We live in a world now, people at age five. They want their own television. For what? People 15 year old, they want a car. For what? See, ain't nobody shouting this morning. What would you be doing with a 15 year old, 16 year old with an iPhone? Who, I almost say who? Jesus, help me, help me, Holy Ghost. Who is he calling? Put them on the yellow balls. That's where they belong. Don't, don't, they don't need to ride in your nice car. Put their, their, ooh. Help me, Holy Ghost. I need your help through this one. 
train up the child the way he should go. When they grow up, they won't depart from. I never will forget one of my children came home and said there's a bully on the school bus. I said, that's good for you. You need to know how real world operates. I am not going to take none of you to school. Yes, I have a car. Get on the yellow bus. When there was uh, some mosquitoes bite me, good for you. You need some mosquito bite. I'm trying to help somebody. A lot of young people, they don't want to be rushed. They don't want to be pushed. They don't want to clean dishes. They don't even want to clean their own room. This is morning time. You know how you'll be saying, weeping may endure for the night, joy comes in the morning. Let me help you. If you don't have the foundation for good morning, it will not be good morning. Morning time. Ladies and gentlemen, my message to you and me is that the first 25 years of life, find a place for God. Are you listening to me? That's the time to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Are you listening to me? Master the keys to the kingdom of God. Many of us need to pray to God this morning to redeem the time. Because there was nobody to guide you through this. Then we have the afternoon time. What age is that? When you, when you get to 26 to 50. Every one of you in that age group listen to your pastor. That is a season when you execute what you have learned in your morning time. Many of you, you are now within that age bracket. Mom and dad has helped you to learn some things. Now you need to execute what you learn. Jesus said, I must work while it's day. You know why? Because the night will come when nobody will be able to work. So don't allow yourself to be sitting down doing nothing. Waiting on government check. I'm trying to help somebody today. Tell the government, keep your money. I'm clothed in my right mind. I've got health and strength. I've learned some things in the morning. Now I'm going to execute. 
what I learned. It is tragic to be out of relevance in life when you're only 26, 30 years, 40 years old. And now you are irrelevant. You're just a number. Please take note. If you are still learning in your afternoon time, you are behind time. So you need some makeup exam. You need some catching up to do. It means, ladies and gentlemen, you will need extra grace from God. Ain't no shame in my game. I missed some things growing up. But I'm honest with myself. I can see. I missed this. I missed that. So I have to prepare myself to catch up. Ladies and gentlemen, look at Jesus Christ at age 12. Morning time. The Bible said he was not out there, hey, I'm going to play video game all day. Yank that mess from your house. Tell your children, my pastor said you don't need this mess. You can quote me. Jesus was not in the neighborhood running around with other kids, just having fun. The Bible said at age 12, that's your age. He was in the temple studying, learning, teaching. Now you understand why when he got to be 30 years old, he was able to do his purpose on earth, pam, 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 and he said, it's finished. It grieves my heart that I will go to Walmart or, or some major store, and now I'm seeing 75-year-old pushing buggies. Ladies and gentlemen, let's make some correction. If you're in your afternoon, redeem the time. Say, Lord, help me. I missed some things. His parents were looking for him. They were trying to rebuke him. You know what he said to them? Don't you understand? That I must be about my father's business. Notice the next 18 years, you did not hear a thing about Jesus Christ. You won't read one single verse for 18 years. Guess what he was doing? He was preparing himself, preparing himself. So by the age 30 when he showed up, he was ready. He was fully prepared. 
he could deliver. Have you prepared your children for the future? If you don't, they're going to be living on your money for the rest of their life. Ain't nobody shouting now. Now you know why they're still calling you. Mama, can you help me? Help you for what? Some of you now, you cannot look me in the face. You still pain me. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. You know what I'm trying to tell you? The Bible is not complicated. Notice the sunlight shines the brightest during the afternoon. So all I'm trying to tell you, between the age 26 to 50, that's the time for you to shine the brightest. You've learned something. You've been trained. Mama and dad had invested some time in you. Go out there and make things happen. Your afternoon should be a season of maximum impact. What is my message? Young people get serious with life. I may be going against American culture, but let all men be liars. Let God be true. Get se- life is a serious business. Get serious with life. Amen. If you want to win, take advantage of this season called your morning time. Learn as much as you can. Get to know God. If you cannot go to school, learn a trade. So that when your afternoon comes, you are ready to execute and make things happen for yourself. Amen, somebody. Then there is evening time. This is the age between 51 and 75. Many of you under the sound of my voice, you are in that evening time now. What is so funny is that some people are in the evening time and you're trying to dress like you're in your morning time. (laughs) What an embarrassment. Here you are, you're 60 year old, and your skirt is way up here. The devil is alive. Go back shopping. Say, my pastor said you ain't right. <laughs> I couldn't take it anymore. I had to stop one sister. I said, no, that ain't right, sister. You too old for that. And nobody shouting now. <laughs> that 
that age time, 51 through 75, is a season of legacy. Are you listening to me? This is the time that you're not trying to impress nobody. Nobody wants to see your legs. Don't look at your neighbor now. This is, this is pastor parenting in the spirit. Nobody wants to see your tie. And no muscles there anyway. This is the time. You're not trying to impress nobody. This is when you begin to build institutions and family and legacy that reflect your values. This is the time you're building a legacy that will outlast you. Have you ever seen people that they will say, Mama used to cook like this? What they're really saying is that Mama left a legacy. That my Mama taught me how to. This recipe came from my Mama. It could be your daddy too. This is the season you establish legacy. Listen, church. You are not successful until there is a generation after you that is loyal to your values, that is using your recipe, that is loyal to your thoughts, to your ideas. You cannot grade yourself. You know how you go around and say, I'm, I'm doing well. You don't know a thing. It is the generation after you that will grade you as to whether you are a success or you are a failure. It is the success of the generation after you. You want to know whether you win or lose. You want to know whether you succeed or you fail. Just look at your grandchildren. Look at your children. Oh, it's mighty quiet here. I'm talking about the evening time. That's when you turn back from hustling. Now you begin to mentor some people. It could be your children. It could be your grandchildren. It could be young people. We have a ministry here, they call it prep. Where I don't care what they call it, to be honest with you. It's simply a mentoring ministry. <laughs> if it were not so, I would never have approved it. Have you mentored your children? Have you mentored the young people in the church, in the community, showing them the way to go? You teach them about your mistakes in life. 
you let them know about the missteps. You let them know about your success. Things that you did right. You let them know about line mind that you want them to watch out for. You pour your life into their life. It's not a social gathering. Every t- that's why I'm having problem with some people working with the youth. Every time they come to me, let's go to Disney World. Let's, let's have fun. Let's party. And I pretend as if I don't speak English. Because they have no understanding of the word of God. There's nothing wrong to have fun. But your morning time should be spent primarily in learning and preparing young people for the future. That's youth ministry. That's prayer. You're listening to me? <laughs> when your pastor show up to visit your activity, that's what I'm looking for. I could care less whether you're eating pizza or you're eating yogurt. I'm looking for a generation that will come after us and pick this church and pick this community and make this world better. Titus chapter 2, beginning from verse 3. Let me hurry up. The Bible says in Titus chapter 2, verse verse 3, he said to you older women, Watch your behavior. See, I don't write this. This is the Bible. He said, learn to live holy. Can you all read? You just want to be shaking your booty all over the place. Sit down and do something for, for the glory of God. Do not be a false accuser. Can you all read? Make sure it's in your Bible. He says, this is not the time for you to be getting drunk. Every time we turn around, you are mourner, getting drunk. Jesus, help me. Make sure you read in the Bible. I didn't write this book. Verse number four. Guess what it says you should be doing? Because this is your evening time. He said, teach young women how to be sober. Thank you. Teach young women to love their husband. You want to know why we have so many divorce? And nobody shouting today. Somebody got to teach young women. I didn't write that. That's in your Bible. Teach them to love their children. Teach them to love their husband. Now everybody just want to have a good time. Everybody just, just want to, to. Verse number five. He said, teach them to be discreet. Teach them to be chaste. Teach them to be homekeeper. How are you going to have a, a pretend in your house? They won't even clean their own room. 
I have to tell my children, my wife is not your slave. That's my wife. Get a clue. You better go clean your own. I'll evict you when you get put you on the street. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you better thank God you're living here rent free. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> let me say this and let you go. Now, some of you may be here, you say, okay, what about nighttime? See, nighttime is the age 76 and above. That's a season of rest. I'm not talking about death. A season of rest. Some of you problem you have right now is that you're not yet at your night time, but you want to be resting. Yes, I said it. God is my witness. I will come home. Folks are sleeping. I'll wake them up. Get up! How can you be sleeping? You ask my wife. She'll tell you. It's not your night time yet. If you have nothing to do, read some book. Do something. Find something. <laughs> it might require. <laughs> you ask them, they're here, they'll tell you. Where well, I got some free time. Really? Do something. Time is very precious. You are not qualified to be resting until it's your night time. And when it's your night time, enjoy that period. Relax, look back and see how God has brought you. And thank God every day that you are still in the land of the living. Amen. Amen. Let me say this in conclusion. This is very, very important. Because I've been trying to do what we call spiritual parenting. Now I've got to share with you something that is very crucial. And that is that there are also four spiritual seasons. There are four seasons that God takes all of us through. Number one, there's a season of stretching. Yes, sir. Some of you, you may be going through that right now. It's a season. This has nothing to do with your age. This is a time God will stretch you. You know why God is stretching you? So he can enlarge you. God is my witness. There are times that people in my family, they're going through a time of stretching. And sometimes they're crying. You know, people going to school, school get tall, they're crying. I never shed one tears. 
because I know what they're going through. And if you would just allow God to stretch you, he will enlarge you. Some of you preachers, listen to me. I'm blessing you as your father in the Lord. You think you're going through difficulty, but God is stretching you. He is preparing you so he can promote you. Ladies and gentlemen, when God is stretching you, he's trying to increase your capacity. So don't blame God. Stop having a pity party. Just let God work its way. There's a second season besides stretching. It's called pruning. It's in your Bible. Ladies and gentlemen, that is when God began to cut away some no good branches in your life. Ladies and gentlemen, anything that will not produce fruits God loves you not, he will carry the way. That may be your girlfriend. Ain't nobody shouting now. That may be your boyfriend. And it, it may be your job. Oh, <laughs> ain't nobody shouting now. God is trying to remove things that will only be a weight in your life. The Lord may have to cut away dead branches. He may have to cut away habits. He may have to cut away relationship. He may have to cut away some stinking thinking to elevate you, to promote you. To be honest with you, and the Lord has released me to just be honest with people. Amen. Expect to lose some friends. Amen. Expect to lose some friends that ain't doing you no good. Amen. Expect to lose some relationship. I know you're clinging to it. But God wants to do a new thing in your life. He will prune you. Expect to lose some jobs that God don't want you in it anymore. That season is over. Oh, Pastor, what about the money? God will give you something bigger, something better. There's a, there's a third season called dry season. Been there. Everything I'm teaching you, as a time of stretching, I've been there. That God stretched me. You feel like giving up, but deep within you, you know God is trying to do something with you. Trying to enlarge you, trying to promote you. 
And there are seasons of pruning. Things that you enjoy. Some things that taste good. And nobody, nobody going to tell the truth, man. Sin tastes good. Uh-huh. See? It feels good. Oh, it's mighty quiet in the church today. But the Bible says there's a way that seems good, that feels good, but the end is destruction. And God loves you and me enough that he will cut it off. <laughs> and then there's a period of dry season. Everything dry. Sometimes it can be a long period. Amen. The good news, ladies and gentlemen, is that God would never leave you in a dry season. He never does that. This is a time that God will allow things not to happen. Like summertime, that that, that dry season bring heat. Somebody under the sound of my voice right now, you're going through some heat. <laughs> Getting mighty quiet here. <laughs> you try to leave, you try to make things happen, but things are heating up. On your job, it's heating up. In your marriage, Things are heating up. You're trying to raise some children. The more you try, you're running to brick wall. It gets hot during, during summertime. Please let me advise you. Don't try to quench your thirst with some gimmicks or some temporary stuff. Are you listening to me? Some people would turn to all kinds of things to fix their situation. It won't help you. Notice what 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16 says. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16, it says, don't give up. Though your outward man perish. What you don't know is that your inward man is being renewed. Isn't that something? You think you're going through a hard time. But God is building you on the inside. Are you still here? So we have a season of Stretching, a season of pruning, a season of dryness, and one more thing there's a season of harvest. You miss a good place to shout. Thank God for harvest time. But I gotta warn you, I gotta school you harvest will not come if you have no soul. Half 
harvest time is a time when you begin to reap what you sow. Can you handle the truth? This is a time when your actions, your choices, your decision is bringing fruits. It may be good fruits if your action was good. It may be bad fruits if your seed that you sow was no good. The Bible put it this way in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. It said, he who sows sparingly, guess what, will reap sparingly. But if you sow good things bountifully, guess what you will reap? Bountifully. Notice, you reap in proportion to what you sow. As a farmer, see, I come from rural Africa, uh, in the middle of nowhere, you know. If a farmer means the planting season, that farmer is disqualified for harvest. So one of the things I'm trying to share with you, I'm taking my time, is don't miss your planting season. Amen, somebody. Because if you miss your planting season, you've lost harvest for that year. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 16 says, therefore if you're here today, I need to, I need to stop. If you're here today, and you say, okay, I know my age group, I know the season we are in, I'm, I've missed some things, or I'm missing something right now. Or maybe you say, okay, I need help with my children or my grandchildren. There's something the Bible talks about, redeeming the time. That's what I want to pray about. You know, I was telling you my own story. I missed some things in my morning time. And I had to pray to God to redeem the time. To catch up. So I can shake my world. You the one that God sent me to. I'm going to ask everybody to stand and get serious with God this morning. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I want you to find your way to the altar. Notice I didn't come with a shout this morning. Notice I didn't come to impress nobody this morning. Because I love you so much. I want your life to count. I want your grandchildren to call you blessed. Somebody else is coming. The time that I miss, I wish sometimes you see me crying. It costs me so much. I say, wow, on earth did nobody took the time to teach me these things. But thank God for the youth because I knew this is their Sunday. I wanted to make a deposit in their life. I want to 
Help some of you who, who are interested in youth ministry. You are interested in helping me with dance through, with prep ministry, with young choir. Whatever area the Lord has called you to, it is very important. You are God's ambassador. God is literally depending on you. To help. They don't even have to be your children. I have one young lady I call my daughter all the time. There's so many children like that. There's some young people in Calfax that are adopted. It even got me in trouble because my wife thought those are children I have outside of me. But I just have a heart because I know what I missed. I have one young lady in the military right now. She's a member here. She's now a lieutenant colonel. She will call me over and over again. She was in Iraq over a platoon. She will make all of them sit down and say, my pastor needs to pray for you. Many of them are older than her. They are old enough to be her father. Stephen would tell me, you sow some seed in my life that makes me who I am today. That's why I'm so grateful for every one of you helping these kids in the choir, helping them in their church school, helping them in the prep ministry. You are mentoring them. You are teaching them. And some of you parents, you need to send your children to get help. Life is not just about having a good time. Oh, somebody next to you who just want to pray. Father, I thank you. Holy Spirit, I'm grateful for everyone under the sound of my voice. We are all in different seasons. But Lord, you remain good. I lift up those who are going through some stretching right now. Lord, help us to understand you stretch us to increase us. Help us to know that you are still a present help. Even when we are in trouble. Somebody is going through some pruning right now. Lord, I thank you that you love us so much you are willing to cut away anything that is not profitable. Yes, it hurts to lose a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a good job. It's good to see the check coming in every month. But Lord, I thank you when you prune us, it is for our good. It's for us to be more fruitful, to be more productive. You have something better. Somebody is going through some dry season right now. Lord, I thank you that you never leave us. 
you never forsake us. Thank you for making a way out of no way. Lord, I thank you for what you have done this morning. You speak to your, through your Holy Spirit. I thank you for comprehension, for understanding, for manifestation. Lord, I lift up everyone that are trying to help young people in their home, in the church, in the school system, in the community. Lord, I pray for strength. Lord, I pray for uncommon miracles in their life. I pray for eternal reward. Lord, for every season we are in, and for those seasons we've missed, for those seasons where we messed up, Lord, I pray that you will redeem the time. You created time. You can speak up the dial. You can slow down the moon, the star, the sun. You've done it before you can do it again. Lord, I pray for restoration of health. Good health, oh God. Health to function in our season. Lord, I thank you. Thank you for renewing our life. Thank you for giving us another chance. Thank you for using somebody to be a blessing to our younger generation. Lord, I lift up all of our young people today. We live in a culture that is constantly demanding on them for comfort, for good time. Lord, I pray for divine illumination. I pray, oh God, that you will help our young people to grow spiritually, effectively for a great future. Lord, we bless their future in the name of Jesus. Prophet Joel said, everything that has been stolen by the locusts, everything that has been stolen by the canker worm, Everything that's been lost to Palmer Warm, God will cause a recovery in your life and in my life. Lord, I thank you for redeeming the time. I thank you that the future of this church is great. I thank you that the future of every family, even me, Lord, I need your help. I lift up everyone believing God for a good spouse for themselves, a good spouse for their children, a good spouse for their grandchildren. Lord, I thank you for miracles. Send good people along our pathway, oh God. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Don't miss a good time to shout. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. Come on, give God the glory. A, a new season is coming. A good season is coming. A productive season is coming. A fruitful season in your life, in my life, 
in the name of Jesus. It is so. In Jesus' name. God bless you. I want to thank you for studying the word of God with me this morning. If you're here and you're looking for a church home, you want to be a part of this commission, a part of this ministry, you're the one that God sent me to. Will you please come forward? New members, new believers. I ran into a young boy during meet and greet. He said, Pastor, I want to be baptized. And I thank God for it. Candidate for baptism, come forward. New believers, come forward. In the name of Jesus. I want us to pray. Before we leave today for benediction. Pastor, will you please come? If you see me crying, these are tears of joy. Thank you, son. I'm praying. Hallelujah. 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 Then the man of God preached the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God has to be received in your heart. Amen. You have to be in agreement with what he taught us. Amen. And lift your hand toward heaven. Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every hand lifted unto you, God, we loose your angels to be encamped around us, to keep us, O oh God, from all hurt, harm, and danger. I plead the blood of Jesus over us. I thank you, Father God, no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper. I speak the blessing of God over you and your household in Jesus' name. Come on, clap your hands and tell the Lord thank you. <laughs>